Hello, and welcome to Pisces. We're playing the Delta Green campaign, Impossible Landscapes, by Dennis Detweiler, adapted to be set in the UK. My name is Rich, and I'm the handler. My players are Jordan as Working Agent Nero, and Ed as Working Agent Gonzo. Please be aware, Delta Green games contain uncomfortable topics, including graphic violence and depictions of mental illness. Let's begin. So we're back in action. Uh, you've been called up after 19 years of inaction uh, to get back into some section wet work. Uh, and you received a brief from Agent Exeter, who told you that three former agents have gone missing from a state-of-the-art psychiatric facility in Dorchester. He told you the names, uh, that they went missing on the 28th of August, and that a mysterious message was scrawled on the wall of one of the rooms. Abigail Wright has gone to sea, across the waves to rescue me. In a ship, both tall and fine, she rounds the corner, marking time. He also gave you a satellite phone and a business card for the director of the facility, uh, a Dr. Richard Dallin, whom Gonzo had encountered before on the page of a script. Uh, you both got the feeling that something was off about Exeter and you followed him outside. Uh, unable to get anything out of him, <laughs> he quickly left uh, in his car. And that's where we are. You're left standing outside the restaurant. Did you... Did you get his number? That, Reg? I was just tapping it into my phone. Yeah, yeah, I think I think I got it right. Is that look right to you? Hold it up in your face. Aye. Uh, maybe we can um, find out where he, where he lives here. Something do, something's not quite right with him. Is that a vibration? Gonzo, your phone's, ri- your, your phone's ringing. <laughs> that was a good vibration. That was a, a good mouth vibration. Um, is it my phone or is it? It's your phone. Yeah. Nice. And it's Samantha. Oh, I'll take it. Just hi, babe. So I've got the kids, and I thought we could do something easy like Pizza Express before the cinema. You know how Kim can get pretty fussy, but she likes the sauce and the pizzas. So what time will you be back? The film starts at seven. It would be a good idea to get food beforehand, I think. Oh, oh, hi, hey. Um. Yes, I I think this is gonna go later than I thought. I've ended up bumping into a an old friend. So um, what do you what do you mean? You said you were gonna be back. I know, but it's fine. I'll just uh, if you take the the kids tonight, it's fine. I'll just uh, I'll take. Them oh, out I'll just look them. after our three children then. What shall I? We all off dillying about. I mean, it is the dillying that pays for the house, Samantha. Oh. She hangs up the phone. <laughs> Oh, even I cringe saying that. <laughs> yeah, that was oh, bad, dude, man. if you'd said that to your actual wife, God. <laughs> I've got They'll a be finding pieces of me for years. <laughs> and I'm just going to like sigh, hang up the phone. I'm like, oh, yeah, let's just get this case wrapped up quickly, shall we? Who was that? Oh, it's just, um, that was just my wife. But she, uh, you know how it is. My wife. <laughs> it's just my wife. All the hush. It's just, yeah. It's just, uh, you know, all hush-hush. Can't really get her involved in all of this. No. Um, right. Uh, so, you've got his, his reg. Um, 
was so, it, it sounded like paper and and smell of petrol. I'm I'm really worried that actually is um he's gonna do something stupid to himself. I mean would you really do do work? Would you would you do what the section wanted if you were gonna you know I'm just going like mimic section seven five. How does that look? Um, <laughs> so it's, imagine like jazz hands but coming out your head on yep. fire yeah nice. okay what would you like to do um I think I say oh alright uh, so um Nero's gonna get his phone out and um start googling the reg number and maybe go on DVLA um and then start looking through a few of the boards see if he can find an address just in case they want to uh, follow him up or chase him up uh-huh. or a name uh, at least an I can imagine yeah. the boards at this point is essentially just the dark web yeah it is yeah yeah. so I will give you um, looking up the plates I will give you a name and a home address his name is Dr. Elias Barbas Dr. Elias Barbas and he lives he, sorry, he works um, for the Dorset Police in Weymouth, which is about half an hour south, and he lives uh, quite nearby. And, um... Oh, here it is. 8 Barton Close, West Stafford, Dorset. Um, so that that's like baseline information that you can, you can look at, you can see. You know, a LinkedIn comes up and links his basic credentials... Uh, his history with the Dorset Police, maybe like 20 years or something. It all goes back, all looks normal. Uh, his personal and work emails and the photos match the, uh, the the person that was in the briefing. What's his doctorate in? Like in what capacity does he work for the police? Um, it is forensics. He works at the Forensics Crime Laboratory. Okay. So share that information with, with Gonzo. So that, that's, that's, yeah, that's like um, surface... If you wanted to maybe do something like look up his personnel file, mm-hmm. that would be like hacking into the police database, which would be like a computer science and signals intelligence role. Okay. Um, but you're obviously getting into dangerous kind of territory there. Yeah. Uh, consequences could be very high. Mm. Um, and I think uh, an 11 in computer science... <laughs> We only get you so far. Man, you're, you're proficient in Word. That's what you are. Yeah. I could do Excel. Oof. Yeah, but your signals intelligence is high. My signal t- intelligence is very high, but you said it was a combination role, didn't you? Yeah. How far would just signals intelligence get me? I don't know. You have to try it and see. Okay, can I try... There's, you know, if you really wanted to go, you could. there's other ways you could go about it, but uh, you could bring up and ask. But... Um... <laughs> Unfortunately, you're not law enforcement, um, yeah. which kind of opens some doors for you, but neither of you are. Our bureaucracy um, is pretty fucking high, though. We could just uh, persuade with bureaucracy. Do you know who I am? I'm an admin manager for the <laughs> University <fine>. of York. Let's <laughs> <laughs> oh, break it down. Though. So he's a, a doctorate. He, um, we could say that we're doing, we're you know, writing a new thesis. <clears throat> wow, we really butchered the word thesis there. We're writing a new thesis and we need uh, some input from him. So we're just looking to get some information before we uh, request an interview. Hmm. I mean, I've got a 68 persuade 
and a 50 bureaucracy. But as someone who makes a living on the internet, I have zero computer science and I have zero singing. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Depends. Depends which way you want to go about it. I think it's a little bit risky. Okay. Well, we have like a, a fair amount of information. Do we just um? Unless uh, actually, right, the only thing I can think is if we do this, I will need some. I'll need like a laptop because do it on your phone is like you, and then go like with maybe Sigints go through some VPNs or proxies or something. Yeah, I, I, I mean it's fine that someone would have bought a laptop. I can. I'll hand wave that. That's absolutely fine. Okay, cool. Okay. So there's a laptop in the car or whatever. Yeah, that's now in inside the uh, the knapsack. <laughs> yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah, that's fine. Um, okay. Um, fuck it. Let's 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 do it. Let's make some do rolls. Um, yes. I'm gonna try and find his personnel file. Cool. Go for it. So Computer what? Science Sig- Sigint, please. Um, first of all, Sigint. 90 over. Wow. Oh, nice. <laughs> okay. Okay, and computer science. 78 over. Yeah, well. uh, lovely. Uh, we're going uh, to fortunately, prison. Fortunately, you, 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 cannot, um, you cannot get three. Okay. I would have given you I would have given you it if you made one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it oh, well. makes second. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, seems like they're... Um, uh, password. The security is uh, a little bit too tough. Password wasn't password, eh? <laughs> it's not password one two three. Ed, if you if you want to, you can you can call up the forensics lab, right? And you can try persuade roll and and ask ask some questions about him. Before we do that, what questions <laughs> do we actually want to ask? <laughs> well, well, you're not going to be able to find out. You, you, you know, not going to find out much. I don't want to. I don't want to drag this out. Like yeah. you, you can ask his co-workers about him. You, you're not going to be able to. You know, I, I make spo- the role. Make the role and see what information you find. Yeah, Fuck I suppose. Ultimately, I, I do want to know is the sound of mind. Yeah. Does he always smell like petrol? Okay. Uh, <clears throat> yep. I'll uh, I'll dial the number, please. Just 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 do the role. Yeah, I have. <laughs> uh, Forty-seven under, baby. That's some persuade. Forty-seven under. Okay, you call up the crime lab and you you come up with some waffle, and you learn that um, he is a bit of a stickler for the rules and he's considered a perfectionist, and usually is a dedicated and quite respected um, person in the lab, but he hasn't been seen for some time. Does he often smell of petrol? I ask. No. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like a reasonable response. Um, that do, is the information you find out. Do they yeah. say how long, or do they just say, like, in general, oh, we've not seen him in a while, that sort of thing? You've not seen him in a while. Okay. No one can, no one can really place it, either. Yeah. You know, it's, been, oh, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> cool. Nice. Um, so, uh, ultimately, I, I don't know whether it's worth us chasing him down, because are we doing this purely for our own curiosity it might have something to do with the case but we don't know I mean I just want to know why he smells like petrol <laughs> but um I mean yeah I don't know if it's going to help the case but he was shady as fuck about that paper so we could do an old fashioned stakeout and just uh, you know realistically what time is it now um it's it's evening now yeah, yeah it's like eight, it was the the invitation the thing was, was 8 o'clock yeah. so let's say it's 10. We could, uh, research as well. you know, 
go get some food, do a little stakeout, and then bright and early go and investigate the uh, the. I want to say asylum, but that is not right. <laughs> yeah. The uh, psychiatric facility. Thank you kindly. Or just a house. That's the one. Um, yeah. Okay. So, um, could we drive to his house, do shifts of watching to see if he's there, if anything happens, um, and then after, if nothing major happens, we'll head to the facility? I mean, okay. it's going to be open that late. Tom- what, tomorrow morning? I feel like- uh, Yeah. Yeah. So, like, we'll take shifts, sleep in the car, that sort of thing. Yeah? Okie dokie. Oh. work, Ed? Yeah, but you're all bones, mate, for sleeping in the car. Eh, that's alright. Only got one life, haven't you? <laughs> Spend it in the car. Who am, yeah, I, who am I kidding? Who am I kidding? Even now, I'm like, ugh, sleeping in the car. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Um, we can tough it out. I'm gonna just have a intense text exchange with Samantha, just explaining that I'm gonna be away for at least another night. And uh, send my apologies for being... Uh, a bit rash earlier. Yeah. While on my stakeout, can I try to source a um, a taser to purchase? Yes. So, uh, Dr. Elias Barbers lives at 8 Barton Close, West Stafford, uh, which is a little village just outside um, Dorchester. His house is an uneven two-story old thatched roof building. Uh, it stands on an unkempt lawn on an otherized carefully maintained village street you can park up and stake out uh, I imagine you, no one came on a car but I'll just say you rent one it's fine mm-hmm. um, uh, Jordan to begin with your taser yeah. um, is a restricted item they are legal in the UK uh, tasers mm-hmm. um, so you'll have to get one on the black market okay. or the dark Ooh. web so uh, buying a restricted item on the black market requires either a criminology role to find a street dealer or a computer science role to hide your agent's track on a dark web market. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's either... You can make... A, here you go. Make your computer science role at a plus 20%. Oh, thank you. I was going to say it's either at 11 or a 10. <laughs> uh, 30 under. 30 under? Oh, just made it. Just. Um, cool. You buy a taser on the, on the dark web. Lovely, thank you very um, much. Oh, costs on the black market are typically high. Make a luck roll. Mate, I've got 20 things. grand in the bank, this is easy. <laughs> uh, 54 over. 54 over, okay. Yes, you order your taser. Let's say it's going to be here in two days. Fine. Yeah. And at what cost? Um, it, well, it's, inc- it's an incidental cost, which is nothing. Um, but since you failed your luck roll, it goes up. Incidental standard expense. So from 200 to 800. Okay, fine. Make an int times five at plus 20%. Paying for a standard expense. Make an int times five or a counting test, your choice, to see if your agent has enough free cash or credit available. If your agent is a wealthy occupation or has a lot of money in the bank, take a 20% bonus to the test. Uh, 20 under. 20 under, well done. Cool, it's all good. Yeah, I'll be with you in a couple of days. Okay. So, um... So I'm going to say you surveil the house from 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say you each do three hours. So, um, Jordan, you want to, you're going first? Yeah, first I'm, I'm happy to. Um, will you make three alertness rolls for me? Three alertness rolls. And sorry, can I just confirm? You said an unkempt lawn. Yeah. Ah, oh, this doesn't mm. really match their description of him. 
Yeah, but maybe he's a perfectionist in work, not in life. 73 over. 44 over. Oof. 18 under. 18 under. Okay. Getting towards... Um, getting towards the end of your... Probably the end of your watch. You you hear from, from the house, like, a repetitive mechanical, like, clanking noise... Um, and you even notice um, some of the windows uh, in, on the house like, start to vibrate. Uh, you also hear you also hear from inside him shout something, and then it's, it, uh, it winds down and stops. Uh, you wake up, Agent Gonzo, for his turn on the watch. Yeah, and I'll just say that to what I heard. Yeah, I mean. Do we want to action on that? Do we just want to go and have like a little snoop around, look for the windows? I don't know, mate. I'm I'm fucking knackered. <laughs> oh, yeah, fair enough. I wish we had a drone. Uh, Agent Gonzo, can I have three alertness rolls for me, please? Number one is rolled off my desk, but it's already over. Eighty-four. Mm-hmm. Nine. Cool. Under. Five under. Oh wow. Yeah, okay. strong. Throughout the night, once or twice, I'll say once or twice within one of within one of these hours, you see you see Barbus on the top floor moving through unlit rooms. Um and you can see he wears a strange uh, uh, metallic hat. And then you catch a glimpse of him in a downstairs window where the where the light's on, uh, and you recognise it as like an old old mining helmet. It has a little lamp on the front. It's very odd. Huh. Okay. And then later on in the night, you see him uh, with the helmet on again, and you see him in the upper one of the upper windows. And he stands, he stands at the window, and he seems to be talking to someone out of view. Um, but he doesn't turn from from the window. He's looking out, and he makes like odd hand gestures, and it's posed. It's almost like some sort of signal. He's facing out of the window. Yeah. Ooh. And then. Maybe an hour before first light, or half an hour before first light, he comes out of the house uh, and gets into his car and leaves. I'll, uh, I'm gonna wake up Nero. What? Yeah. The, he's. I saw. I saw him wearing a miner's hat and like gesturing to someone out the window. But he's got in his car and he's left. So if we're gonna go try and have a look around, now's the time. Ah. Uh. I don't suppose it's anything like that broken hull. Pellerin? Yeah, who knows if Exeter has been, I want to say, you know, infected with this strange nighttime stuff. No, I mean, would he come and give us the message if he was? I think let's just have a look and then if it looks shady, we'll just get out of here. Okay. You going in? Yeah. You can approach the house. Um, Any CCTV around or anything like that? No, not that you can see, no. So there is, and it's hidden! No, you can't see. <laughs> uh, and you can tell, actually, with your high SIGINT, you, you would be able to tell uh, approaching the house if it was wired up for, for cameras. So the front porch, there's a, there's a small front porch, um, and there's like a, a front door that's peeling, peeling red paint. It's obvious that it's the front door is actually barely used. Um, it's like got posts sticking out of the... Uh, out of the post box and there's some even on the floor does not appear to have been mm. opened in some time mm. right then should we uh, head round the back just in case these uh, 
neighbours see anything. Looking down the street, they seem like those nosy taps. Yeah, I think that's, um... Although... Let's just get in and out. He places his hand on the front door and just see if it's open. Uh, it's not. Okay. Fuck. One day that will work. (laughs) 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 Yes, head around the back. Head around the back? Yeah, head around the back. Uh, there is a back door, uh, although it is is locked and all windows are locked. Um, do you both want to give me a search roll? Oh, fucking rolling rocks, man. Six. Wow. 96. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Yeah, uh, round the back, Gonzo literally trips over uh, a rock, and underneath the rock there is a, there is a key <laughs> for the back door. Amazing. And I was like, oh. Look at that. Yeah. Bend down, pick it up. How fortuitous. I know. <laughs> Feeling lucky today. Oh, I'm going to die for saying that, aren't I? Straight <laughs> up. <laughs> Shotgun in the face while I even door. Okie dokie. So it looks like the, this back door leads into the kitchen. Do you want to um, open the door and go in? Please. Cool. So as soon as you open the door, you get a really overpowering smell of like petrol and oil. But you walk into the kitchen. And I will read some flavour text. Two paint pans sit on the kitchen counter with nuts and bolts. Take two. With nuts and bolts soaking in gasoline. Petrol. <laughs> the refrigerator is like open and it's warm and empty except for condiments and a box of uh, baking soda. It's clear that um, no one's eaten here in weeks. As dishes are piled in a corner, they're clean but most of them are smashed and looking through looking through the drawers you can see uh, no cutlery has been used in a long time either it's like gathering dust but can you give me both give me another search roll 61 under 28 under baby okay agent Nero whilst looking through the drawers you come across a bit of an old fashioned mobile phone Hmm. I'll uh, pick it up and try and turn it on straight away. I said Agent Nero. Oh, I'm just greedy. For God's sake! I, I just I just want it to be all about me. Get your hands off! Get your hands off that phone! It's, it. it's mine. It is it's like a cheap, cheap fit phone with a prepaid SIM card and the kind that might be purchased like at any kind of corner shop, news agents. Uh, the batteries have no power. It doesn't turn on at the moment. Um, but its plastic housing has a has a strange symbol scratched onto it. Can you see that? Mm. Is it this yeah. one? Oh god! Can I inspect the symbol in his hand, please? Yes. Is um, it the symbol? What? What's your occult, Ed? Oh, fucking awful! Um, then twenty. Twenty. Nine. Thank God. Over. Mine is seventy, and I will look at it because it's in my hand. <laughs> Okay. Thank you. It's you. You recognise it immediately as a as a symbol involved in demonology. Um, actually, what what was your occult skill? Seventy. Okay. So leading out of the kitchen, right ahead of you, there is a door that seems to lead to a, maybe a dining room, and then there is there is a door just uh, just to the right of that dining room door that leads into a hallway. To quote Gandalf, which uh, which smells better. <laughs> Follow my nose, huh? In fact, instead of um, 
instead of trying to read like this map out to you, I'm just going to put the map into the Padlet. Bear with me. Oh, wonderful. Uh, just for posterity, nice. we obviously take the phone with us. Yes, yeah, that's absolutely fine, yeah. I'm just double-checking that there's no spoilers on the map here. I don't think there is. Oh, it's fine. Leave them in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. So, yeah, you can... From the kitchen, you can pop into the dining room or the hall. It's a very pretty colonial-style house from America. It is, isn't it? Yeah, strangely <laughs> enough. <laughs> it must be specially built. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, okay, so... Yeah, the kitchen goes in the central hallway in or into the dining room, so probably dining room. Actually, no, I'll ask the question. Um, you, see, you saw him last night, yeah, with the lights on. Was it any of these rooms that you, you think? Was it? You saw him all over the house. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, all over the house. Right. Uh, head into the dining room. Into the dining room? Mm-hmm. Cool. So you walk, you walk into the dining room and you can, both of the double doors are open as well into the living room, you can see inside. Mm-hmm. So the living room and dining room are cleared to a bare wood floor which is pitted and stained with oil and petrol. Van drive shafts, industrial counterweights and other large ponderous machines are strewn throughout the living and dining room in various states of disassembly. Most prominent is a unique large standing metal and clockwork machine or sculpture. Greased steel pipes connected by iron flywheels, cogs and small gearboxes protrude from its otherwise thin silhouette. Its head is a square gearbox in the centre of the structure. At first glance it looks like the innards of a giant inverted industrial umbrella without the cloth. The bases of its legs, leg poles, end in small half-moon steel tubes cut at an angle. It looks vaguely malevolent. This must have been is sort of it. what it is. Is this how we die? I've played enough video games to know to leave the room when there's an automaton in there. Yeah, I... Gonzo's just going to start freaking out. old books and other items lie on the floor. Oh, it looks very arachnid. What would you like to do? Nero turns to Gonzo and says, um, this must have been the thing that was causing the windows to shake and... All that clanking. He must have been working on this last night. Do you do you think he's been building this? Well, he must have. Who else? I mean, looking around the room, there are yeah loads of different machines like disassembled. It does seem it does seem like he is building this machine or has built this machine. God, could what do you I think it's for? could I roll heavy machinery to see if there's any sort of means of power going to it. Yeah, you sure can. 76 over. No, unfortunately. It it, it seems it's it's a very odd machine. Yeah. Uh, you can you can't make heads or tails of it. Why don't you uh look over it with your occult eye <laughs> see if you can make any any heads or tails of its symbols or structure. Uh, I'm gonna say no. Yeah, uh, you, you you can't. Uh, you say there was books and other bits thrown on the floor. Yeah, there's all sorts of uh, all sorts of all sorts of books. There's um, it's quite an obvious cardboard box as well. Yeah, can I just um, pick up the books and just have a look at the titles, see if any of them are relevant and anything sign- significant of the in the room. Um, sure. You look through the you look through the books. Um, 
they seem to be on a variety of subjects, uh, mostly uh, machinery, car repair, stuff like that. Okay. Nothing that immediately stands out. In the corner, there is there is uh, a cardboard box, and it draws your eye because kind of half falling out of the cardboard box is a silvery robe made made of plastic. Mm. The printing on the box reads De Craig Corporation Limited, Kemper and Whitehorse Street, Chicago, Illinois. Uh, also within the box is a book. Well, I say a book. Um, it's like a, it's like a taped together, like poorly printed booklet. It's almost like it was printed um, from a scan. If you've ever seen something like that, where they where they print out books, scan, and then just bind them themselves. Yeah. Yeah. It's a public domain copy of something called the Ars Ars Goeter, uh, meaning roughly the arts of sorcery. This printout is covered in oil stains, pen marks, and scribbled notes in blue ink, and in someone else's writing in felt-tipped uh, red. Uh, take two, and in someone else's writing in red felt-tipped pen. Jordan, with your occult skill, you know the Ars Goeter is the first book of the Lesser Key of Solomon, and it's uh, this book that was kind of circulated in the 17th century. It details 72 demons as well as seals they must pay allegiance to. Um, the book lists demons by name and many have many are circled and have notes written next to them. Um, are the notes about their personality or like or are they more like a wish list? Uh, not a wish list no and yes some some odd bits and bobs. Just flick, just flicking through this thing. It will take some time to sit down and properly like read yeah. through it. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, I would take it with us. Um, but just looking at it and with that sort of background knowledge that he has, Nero um, says to Gonzo, "I don't know, with this fawn and this this uh, this book, it's uh, it's uh, it's a pretty beastly book. It's uh, potentially for summoning demons." I think he, uh, I think he went through the, uh, went through the looking glass this Exeter, and he's, um, he's come out mad. Um, can I uh, take a look at the book, please? Oh, sorry. Uh, there is one more thing. There's a couple more things in the box. Uh, there's a dozen glass file uh, files filled with small, small like golden balls. They maybe look like, um, like plant pods. Um, and looking at those, you can tell that um, you've never seen anything like these before. Okay. Edge. I think you can't. I think we should call this in without look. You can't look at the book without spending a good few hours like going through it. Yeah, that's right. fine. I would understand it anyway. So, it's, so uh, we take the book. Uh, what sort of size are these plant pot items? Oh, they're little little vials, little glass. You know what I mean? Little glass vials. So they all look the same. Tiny. Yep. Um. Should we take some? They might, they might come in handy. They might, well, fuck. They might kill us. Who knows? I mean, I'm not enamoured with dying, <laughs> so maybe, maybe we just, you know, take one just to give us evidence. But then, um, I think, I think we just call this in. We call this in and say that the hand is Gondulali. Aye, uh, we'll take the book, and, and and he picks up the silvery robe, and he says, um, "Let's look familiar." No, I sort of look at you, and it's like nod. Hmm. Uh, um, and then moving. To, sorry, that, so sorry, uh, Rich is saying this is dining room and living room, sort of, sort of combined. Yeah, yeah. Should we finish off the ass and, and get out and call it? Oh yeah, I'm gonna snap a few photos with my phone actually. 
And then we have that of the automaton, uh, just as like evidence. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, yeah. Let's get the fuck out of here. Uh, sorry, do you want to leave or do you want to finish off the rest of the house? Oh, uh, I'm kind of freaked out by it. Quick search, quick little, little speedy search. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll continue through the living You're room. The, just the biggest pussy I've ever met in my entire life. <laughs> I've just been a normal dude for like 19 years, man. I'm just uh, I'm looking forward to going to watch the. Oh, this is all a bit weird, isn't it? Should we leave? Yeah, he's <laughs> done. Half of I the mean, house. There is literally a Satan robot in the living room. I'm like, Pfft. I'm ready okay. for Fast and Furious, man. Those cars. Oof. That's the excitement he gets these days. All right, chap. So you carrying on. <laughs> you move into uh, the ground floor bedroom on the map there. Yeah. Uh, this bedroom and its closet are cleared out. The floor is bare. It appears as if no one has been in this room for a long time. There's nothing in it. Uh, okay. Where's he been living? If the house is like empty there's no sign of him living here then is he just coming here to work on this, this and then staying somewhere else but who knows upstairs he might have one room with a bit of a hovel and a and a cot to sleep in uh, seeing that it's empty I'm gonna go through the bathroom to the hallway okay uh, the bathroom is strangely untouched entering it kicks up dust from the dark tiles Oh. A dozen mundane books are stacked carefully in the sink. Just absolutely mundane. Not, not nothing's jumping out at us. Just, just books. Give us a search roll. Twenty-three under. Twenty-three under. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, you you, you recognise one of the books. It's Maud goes to the masked ball. Ah. Uh, I mean, ah. Yeah. Um. He holds up the book and shows him and shows Gonzo. Well, I think I know where he's staying at that. Hmm. Jesus Christ. I'm starting to think that Pisces is actually this fucking... Ugh. He's going to run his, his hands for his, like, eyes. Just, like, straining them. But Maud goes to the masked ball, goes into the bag, and um, continues through to the... Da- the... You just put it, it straight in the bag, yeah? Yeah, not, not reading it. He's... Uh, okay. Um... I was about to say, that's the, the book that makes you mad. Put that shit down. No, it's not. No, it's not. Wait, I thought that was the book that made you go a bit do that. No, this that was the child's version of the book potentially. That's how I ah. interpret it anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. Sorry, nineteen years. Headed- well, well, sort of. the The play is the play is different to Maud goes to the Mast Ball. Yeah. You know, there there are there are a lot of differences. There's too many similarities, let's just say that. Well, well yes, yeah. <laughs> um, hallway? Anything right. in there? Uh, no. No. Um, and then finally into the... Check any cupboards and into the second downstairs bedroom. Oh, there's a second one as well, is there? Oh, yeah. That one is also uh, I'm cleared pretty out. Sh- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure this one... Yeah, I think it is clear as well, yeah. Right, well, this is quicker than... Uh, as quick as we hope, then. Should we just smash it upstairs and then um, let's be off? Trundle right. up the stairs. Trundle up the stairs. Cool. Which one would you like to go to first? Uh, there's a bedroom on the left and a bedroom on the right. I'll let you pick off fate, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> let's go left. Left. Okay. You enter into a bare bedroom with a half-turned-over futon, a splintered dresser that has been struck multiple times with something like a hatchet, 
and piles of dirty clothing. A recently used uh, hibachi micro grill is next to the futon. If you don't know what one of those is, neither did I. So I will <laughs> it's like a weird little mini grill. That is, that is kind of cute. A recently used Apache micro grill is next to the futon. There is a large closet at the south end of the room. The door is closed and the mirror on the outside of the door has been smashed. The wood floor is chipped with half moon marks as if from the edge of a large chisel or screwdriver. Etched into the floor beneath the futon is a meter wide seal. Uh, and Jordan, again, you recognize it immediately as something related to demonology. Yeah. So you've got the grill, the big closet at the end, uh, and this seal on the floor. Um, is there anything in the room um, that I could use to? Is, is the seal? Sorry, the seal is carved into the floor. Yes. Yeah. Is there anything in the room that actually no? I'm not going to do anything regarding the seal. Okay. Because I don't know if it's the right thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> um. I'll just say to Nero, uh, Gonzo, not to go into it because it's related to demonology and the, the last thing we want to do is summon anything. Yeah, I think I'll stay away from that. What, you, what do you suppose is behind the, the closet? Oh, more creepy demon sculptures, maybe? Which, uh, which bedroom? Was he on the top floor looking out of the window and talking to someone out of vision? Um, next the 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 next one over, next I believe. One over. Okay. Yeah. Um, gonna walk up to the closet and caution cautiously open it. Okay. The closet in Barbara's room is long and narrow. There are piles of old clothes on the ground and some small, unremarkable empty boxes. Inside the closet, set into the wall, is a tiny door, complete with a post box. Oh fuck. <laughs> Similar, what? similar to the one that we found in Robert Robertson's library. Bookshop. Yeah. I don't know. Would you like to open the door? No. <sighs> Nero gets on his knees with a. <sighs> turns his head sideways, pulls the handle down, opens it up. Opening the door, you see a set of iron bars embedded in a wall of cement blocks. Uh, beyond it, on the far side. On the far side of the wall where, where a hallway to the stairs should be is a dimly lit old wooden floor stacked with books of all types. Can you roll sanity for me, please? Yeah. Aww. Shout out for Robert and see if he comes over. 93 over. 93 over? Mm-hmm. You lose one point of sanity damage. Uh, you can roll alert, Nish Jord, if you like. Robert Robertson going to come up with a hatchet or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, 98 over. Okay. Um, I quickly slam the door shut. Um, okay. And stand up, not quickly. <laughs> um, <laughs> and explain that it looks like it's the same door that we saw lo- those years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus Christ! Gonzo, can you roll sanity for me, please? Ninety-three over. Ninety-three over. You also lose one point sanity damage. It's one more room. Oof. Right. Shall we? Let's. You going in? Yeah. Via the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the toilet's completely normal. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, in which case, we'll open the door. Thank God. <laughs> this small bedroom 
appears to be used as a home office. The legs have been knocked off the cheap particle board desk in the middle of the room and the chair has been overturned. The desk sits on the ground amongst a sea of papers, half open books, books, scrawled receipts and diagrams. A strange machine, approximately the size of a water cooler, stands on the desk. This device looks like a typewriter, a washing clothesline and a clock were smashed together to form a small, well-oiled machine. It has two hooks on the end of extendable, limb-like shafts of lightweight metal. One hook holds a quill pen. A refillable ink pot is set into the machine's base. There are two slots in the back of the machine. And much like, uh, like a printer, one is A4 sized. And there's another slot below this tray, which is sized for an object uh, smaller. Nero has two thoughts immediately. One, uh, recalling memory now, does it look anything like the, the robot thing we saw in the night rooms? Uh, the, the little child? Yeah. It, it's similar. It has a similar feel to it. Yeah. But this one looks uh, a lot more bodge job. Okay. Did you see the picture I put up on the padlet there? It's yeah. It's all string and and wooden wheels and stuff. The yeah. clockwork child that you met was made of impeccable like clockwork machinery. Yeah, yeah. And his second thought was um, perhaps that machine wrote the invitation. Sorry, not the invitation. The Ooh. the letter addressed to us. Do you want to try and find a piece of paper and put it into it? See what happens. I do. <laughs> I also do. <laughs> and that's what we do. <laughs> if if we can even work it. However, as he starts, uh, just before he puts the paper in, he pauses and says, but that means that it has consciousness. If this thing is asking for our help, it means he's got consciousness. I mean, I like. I appreciate trying to help the machine, but it could just be a printer. It could just be printing someone else's message. This could be a, no, almost like a intense telegraph. It could just be relaying a message. Put it in and see what comes out, and then, uh, then we'll know. Yeah. Uh, so he does. So you're going to put it in, Nero. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So you you. Put a little bit of you find some A4 paper and put it into the back slot. Uh, once you've placed paper in it, the machine whirs to life. Um, it presses and folds the paper, and it begins like writing. Um, and when it writes and prints, it squeaks and whirs like the flywheel of a, of a rowing machine. And when it's finished, the, the quill like theatrically scratches across the paper, and the printed item flutters to the ground on the other side. You notice that. The handwriting, in commas, in inverted quotes, is a, a match to the party invitation. But what Ooh. is printed is, Camilla, you sir, should unmask. Stranger, indeed. Casilda, indeed it is time. We have all laid aside disguise but you. Stranger, I wear no mask. Camilla, terrified, aside to Casilda. No mask? No mask! 
Where do we think that's from? Oh, that's from uh, mm-hmm. from the book. The book that shall not be named. From the old book. Uh, can I, am I right in saying that Gonzo has, has never read the book? Yes, you're right. Okay, so Nero will say, or explain that th- that that exchange happened within the the book. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know that that makes me think that Exeter's been. And I think he might have been there a bit too long. And perhaps this thing, pointing at the the handwriting device. Perhaps this thing is from there. I think you're right, Gonzo. We need to call this in and... Well, I don't know if we will, but someone needs to uh, get hold of Exeter. So there's a few more bits around the scribe. Okay. Um, there is a box on the floor nearby. And marked with an Amazon.com shipping label. This was bought on the 29th of June, 2015. Uh, The box once held more, but now only has six blank red leather bound notebooks at the bottom of it. Uh, The interior of each book is fine, unlined drawing paper. You immediately recognise it, Jordan, as the same notebook that you found in the night floors that had the copy, or had the Leroy and Jean printed on it. Mm-hmm. And you also notice that they are a match for the second paper tray in the back of the machine. He's he's printing them. He's making that book. Do the front of the oh. books have the symbol on them? Uh, they don't actually. Okay. I see anything that's oh, different. Thank God. Um, and one more thing alright Columbo (laughs) just one more thing so near the machine you find four kind of half printed smeared and misfolded invitations identical to the birthday invitations that were sent to you Um, but each was like somehow Ruined in the process of creation, it's like spelling mistake gone wrong, or there was a, you know there was a uh, uh, lines through it or something, right? But at the bottom of this bottom of this pile, there's a single sheet of of, of paper with small small machined ink notes that contain both of your names, your home addresses, and pertinent information about your lives. The notes hold the smallest details, including information on all of your bonds. Can you please both roll sanity for me? Oof. And as you as you pick this this little sheet up, you notice that there's a there's another one crumpled, screwed up and thrown on the ground. How do we do on those sanity rolls? Pretty fucking badly. Eighty-three over. Eighty over. You both lose three points of sanity damage from helplessness. Oh. Help from sorry, sanity from helplessness. Helplessness. I believe I'm adapted now. Oh, are you? I have three ticks. Oh. Okay, we'll talk. We'll talk about that later. Um, 
So there's one more sheet of paper crumpled on the ground. Nero picks it up, opens it. Okay. It's it's another sheet, just like the one you've looked at, that has information on people. This one contains information on an agent Vega, real name Michael Whitwer, along with two other agents. Agent Ricardo, real name Daniel Lissette, and Agent Roberta, real name Laura Greenbrier. Oof. The hotel address is listed as an address for all team members. The Boxer Hotel in Dorchester, room 616. And we'll pick it up there next time, boys. Oh. <laughs> this is such a good little house. I love it. Man. So many, like, amazing discoveries in this house. It's so fun. The house is intense. Thank you for listening. For more information on Delta Green, visit delta-green.com. Music and sound effects provided by pixabay.com. Additional music very kindly provided by Cryochamber. Please check them out at cryochamber.bandcamp.com.